In today's episode, we speak with Christine Burke, who is an expert at helping people who hate to exercise keep fit. Sound familiar? Learn how she can help you or perhaps your parents stay healthy, even if you hate going to the gym. By the way, the bicycle trip that I referenced in this interview was canceled, but Christine's lighthearted approach to fitness is still helping me with my goals. Learn how she can help you too in today's episode of Rock Your Retirement. Talking with people about how to have a great retirement. This is the Rock Your Retirement Show. We don't talk about money, but we talk about almost everything else you need to rock your retirement. Now, here's your host, Kathy Klein. Our guest today is Christine Burke. Christine Burke is a fitness trainer and coach at Carlsbad and North County, which is actually in North County, San Diego. As an unathletic child and overweight young adult, Christine understands firsthand the obstacles in losing weight, learning to exercise, and making the time for healthy habits. Her customized fitness programs are designed to find the fun in your journey for good health. You can learn more about Christine and her lighthearted approach to fitness at lightheartedfitness.com. So Christine, does that pretty much sum up what you do for a living? That sums up what I do for a living. Well, I have to say, and uh, my listeners don't know this, but Christine is actually helping me, who I am very unathletic, uh, get ready for a bicycle trip that I'm taking in Germany. And um, it's not really something that I would have come up on my own because I'm, like I said, I'm not really athletic. But my brother-in-law likes to bicycle, and, and he has talked to my sister and I, who are, neither one of us are really that athletic, although she was more athletic in, in high school than I was. She was actually on the swim team. And uh, she's, he talked us into going on this trip to Germany bicycling, and so I asked Christine for help, and she has been doing an awesome job helping me. So thank you for that. You're welcome. So tell me a little bit about what your bio didn't say. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? Um, just that I like different styles of training. Um, I think some people think that I cater only to a particular kind of client, someone who's very active or used to be very athletic, or um, all the people who hate exercise. And I really actually do enjoy um, training all different kinds of people because I think all different kinds of people can find all different kinds of way to have uh, fun while exercising. Well, one of the things that I thought was pretty cool and one of the reasons why I invited you on this show is I went to an open house that you had a few months ago and I met a couple of people there that I knew when I was a volunteer at SCORE. Yes. And I would say the average age of a SCORE volunteer is probably 75. That sounds sounds about right. <laughs> well, that's here in San Diego. I don't want to speak for SCORE across the country. And, but um, So I thought that that was pretty interesting that you actually help older people get into or stay into shape. So how do you do that? So with uh, when you're an older person um, trying to stand to shape, I actually get um, the older people that come to me in shape. There's two kinds. One is the doctor says, "Hey, you need to go. You need to go do something about this." 
Um, or I get uh, somebody who is kicking and screaming into retirement and old age, and um, they are they are quite motivated to stay healthy and independent for as long as they can. They and they're they're a little bit cross that they can't do the things that they used to do. So if I get a client who is um, trying to keep what they have, they it, I think people would be surprised to see how long you can keep your mobility and your strength if you are diligent about, or if you just spend some effort in trying to keep those abilities. Uh, if uh, if someone's sent to me because the doctor says, hey, um, this person would like some help uh, regaining some health, the thing that they should know is that it's usually not too late. We can usually uh, get a little bit more comfortable and have uh, a little bit more mobility. In some cases, you can actually reverse signs of aging, such as uh, sarcopenia, that's muscle loss. And I think people would be surprised at how much exercise can help. Uh, with all of my clients, we I do spend quite a bit of time just being functional. If they need to move around for their job, you want to do that. If you want to go travel, you want to be able to walk around a lot. Uh, if you want to go hiking in the Himalayas, which I had one client in his 70s do, um, you would. Wow. <laughs> Tell me about that. Well, uh, he's a great guy. He actually was in the Peace Corps in Nepal, and he still goes back there. He's, he's built a great educational community out there, and he goes back, and um, oh, my God, I don't think I'd want to do the, the treks that he does. <laughs> so he's just, you know, traipsing all around uh, the Himalayas. And I think it's important that you don't need to exercise just for the sake of exercising. You want to exercise to be able to do the things you like doing. And for some people, it's just, you know, keeping up with their grandkids. And for some people, it's, you know, running a marathon. I, I'm really inspired by all the older people who are uh, still running half marathons and marathons um, out there. So it's it's all very inspiring. Well, I'm really inspired by that because I I, I don't think you'd catch me running a marathon. <laughs> now, now, that being said, after listening to Christine and also my doctor, because I got yelled at by my doctor a few <laughs> months ago, I've been stead like many people. I, I got married in 2008, and it was my first marriage, and I was – uh, an older bride, let's just call it that. Um, I, I'm 50 right now. For those of you that are listening to this podcast, podcasts live on forever, Christine. Yeah. So somebody could listen to this in five years. But um, <laughs> I finally wound up getting a treadmill desk. I'm standing on it right now. I'm not. What I'm going to do? I'm just going to turn it on <laughs> so people can hear it. Um, now, now you'll hear the beeping. And then I'll I'll let people listen to what it sounds like because I use this now. I was having a hard time getting my steps in. I'm on it right now. I'm going 1.2 miles per hour. Christine, can you hear it? I can hear. I I can't hear the treadmill. I did notice that your uh your voice cuts out a little, and I don't know if that's from just moving around and hitting the connector. But I I applaud you for getting the treadmill desk. <laughs> Thank you. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm going to turn it off because I don't want the electricity to interfere with our um, podcast. Yeah. But I just wanted to let 
our listeners know that there are ways, if, you know, like my husband, he's in his 70s, and he is on the computer. I mean, you would right. think that he was still working full time. He's on the computer as often as I am, if not more. And I'm actually, before I bought this treadmill desk, on my butt eight to ten hours a day. Is that typical of your clients? Are most of your clients more active than me? I would say, so most of my clients are actually in their 30s to 50s. So um, they are... Um, but they are people who have their sights on retirement. They they usually have a good job and they got their retirement plan. And um, they usually actually have parents entering retirement already or elder care already. And they're like, wow, I really I I would like to be stronger by that by the time I retire. I would really like to enjoy my retirement and and be able to go out and do things. Um, so most of my clients are. All um, are, are all doing that. Uh, so they are still working is what I was trying to get out. Most of them are stuck at their desk. I really like step counter uh, devices like Fitbit and Jawbone, and uh, you can get a free app on your phone to even count your steps. I really like that because you can see what a desk job does to you. One of my friends has a desk job and she was looking at her Fitbit and on on the days she stuck at her desk it's like it's like 2000 steps for the whole day and uh she knows she's in trouble when that happens. I do have a tip about using a treadmill desk or a standing desk though. Yeah, give it give sure. it bring it on. Sure. I want to hear it. <laughs> Because I have one. I'm using it. <laughs> All right. So when you when someone gives you, you the option to get a standing desk, the problem is not that uh, you do not want to stay still for any length of time. So if you stand for those eight hours at your desk, you will find that you will get other – you'll run into other problems. Back problems. Uh, right, right. Uh, varicose veins is a big one. I don't think I don't think anyone has gotten varicose veins from standing desk, but I guarantee if you stand all day at your desk, you're going to find the same. You're going to find repetitive stress injury just as if you were sitting at your desk. So the trick is to move around uh, while you're working. Is to switch position. So try sitting. In fact, most of most of it, realistically, you're going to be sitting at your desk. But then try standing some, and then do your uh, treadmill some. So um, the important thing is to keep moving around and switching positions. Well, thank you, because I actually, my husband made me keep my regular desk, yeah. and that's what I do. This treadmill desk is only rated for six hours a day. I see. And uh, so I'm not supposed to be on it for 10 hours yeah. a day, you know. <laughs> and and I'm sure that if I was on it for 10 hours a day, I, I'd probably start feeling some pain. So, yes, thank you for that. My, another thing my husband is doing is he's going to be raising the screen. Because I told him oh, it was fine, good. but he said, no, you're looking down and you're going to start having back problems. So he's going to raise the screen up for that me. That sounds great. Yeah. It so improve your posture. So I, I appreciate yes. that move. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So most of your clients are in their 40s and 50s, and you do take on clients so that are in their 60s and 70s, and that's why, I, you know, I'm talking with you. I have to tell you, t just today, I met with a man who is the same age as my husband, and my husband is very fit. He's probably fitter than I am, and this man, who I'm going to not name, is very unhealthy. Oh, no. 
um, a very, very, very overweight, has diabetes, and I, I guess this is common among people with diabetes, but has some kind of mold growing on his legs. Oh, no. And I don't think his children know about this because they don't live here. Oh, no. And so I referred him to a care home health specialist, and she, she's going to take a visit. But th- these are the type of things that working with someone like you can prevent. Getting into 71 or 72 is not old. No, you could have 20, 30 years left, and that's a long time to be unhealthy. That's a long time to live suboptimally. And we do have, you know, the problem of abundance in this country and the problem of leisure, so so it's, it's really easy to sit. It's really easy to have recreation that is very sedentary. And then you get the problem where moving sort of hurts and it, you just get into a vicious cycle where moving hurts. So you're not going to move, but that, it means you never fix that hurt from moving. Um, yeah, that is a really hard thing. I, I would suspect your friend is proud enough that he's not going to tell his He's not going to tell his children that he has mold growing on him from diabetes. Well, I'm sure there's some kind of professional word for it. Yeah. In fact, when I called my um, friend who does home health, and I have many friends who do home health, so I, I, I spread the love around. I don't want people listening to this think I only call one person. I do spread the love when I'm – this person happened to live about 10 minutes from where she does. That's great. So, and, and he was in a very rural area. So anyway, she said it's common. And, and so I, I thought, okay, well, if, you know, that's why I'm not a home health aide. Yeah. I do assume that if somebody's in better fit, you know, has been working with somebody like you, that that isn't going to happen. Or, you know, it wouldn't have happened if you would have started exercising 10 years ago. You do see different things as a home health person as a, um, versus being a personal trainer. Um, because uh, uh, when, as a personal trainer, you you know, if, it, if the health declines to a certain point, you're not going to be as involved in that person's life, unfortunately. Um, right. They're not going to call right. you. They're going to call a physical therapist. Right. Um, but I think... I think it's important to know that uh, whatever your age, uh, 40s and 50s is a great age because you can, you actually can undo some of the damage if you have neglecting your health. You you have a good chance of doing um, doing some of that damage. Uh, but even in 60s and 70s, I have clients make uh, great progress. I mean, going from not being able to walk or not being able to sit up in their chair um, uh, from being, uh, I, I've had, I, had a, I have a great client right now that um, when I first saw her, she was using a cane, I believe. Uh, she was coming off of an accident and, um, and uh, she was able to uh, walk again. And, uh, and it, is, it is an amazing um, process. Uh, when when you exercise, it changes your body. It triggers your body to produce hormones that you had when you were younger. So all uh, as you age, it gets harder and harder to produce um, certain ho- hormones uh, like testosterone and um, DH. Uh, what is it? DHEA. The youth. The yes. Youth hormones, but these are all the 
all the penis hormones, the things that say, hey, let's let's clean up these these broken cells, these dead cells, and let's start rebuilding, um, re- actually rebuilding new cells. And what they're finding is even in retired uh, populations, that those who are exercising are actually reversing degeneration that you see in aging. Uh, so there's hope for me. Yes, there's hope. <laughs> You're 50, Kathy. I mean, that's like. I'm like, oh, I'm falling apart. People are living so long these days. I know it does feel I'm I'm um, 46 myself and I I do. I do feel it. It's just things things do. We feel that it feels like things are just kind of wearing out. But if you consider you still have let's be optimistic and we still have like 50 years ahead of us, Kathy. Oh, we do. You know? the, the, the guy, the guy on TV who used to wish people happy birthday on their hundred year birthday, that, that he doesn't do it anymore because there's so there's many too of many. them. Too many, right? Right, exactly. And oh, it's so great. We have clients. I think our oldest client at uh, where I train is um, is in his nineties. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he's he's still coming in and he's still you know moving around with his um, his trainer and. And the reality is, it's like, no, no, it's not the same <laughs> as when you were 50. Of course it's not. Um, but the point is, you just need to enjoy life to your fullest, wherever you are. That's something, that's, I think one of the most magical things exercise can do for you is if you are looking for that fountain of youth, exercise is literally that particular bullet. It fixes so many things. In fact, I can guarantee, money back guarantee, that blood pressure improves and your triglycerides improve. I can money back wow. that. Yeah, if you work out with me twice a week, I, I don't have a single client who worked out with me twice a week that didn't improve their blood pressure and um, and triglycerides. And that's fantastic. Yeah, most of them. Uh, most of them. This is not typical for everybody, but it's always a blessing when it happens. Um, most of them were able to reduce their medications, and some of them were able to drop them. So that's. Um, it, exercise is great for that. It, it improves all your markers of, it just really reduces your ch- chances of mortality. All those things that the doctor is checking for you that says, oh, you might die soon, it really reduces those chances. That's great. You know, there's one thing that I want to say about Christine, and if she doesn't like what I'm going to say, then we're going to edit this out. But... I love the fact that Christine is not a skinny mini size zero. <laughs> and she is a fit, healthy looking woman, not fat, but not a size zero. I am not a size and zero. <laughs> she is awesome. And that is one of the reasons why I love talking with her. And also, I don't think that my 70-year-old clients want to work out with a skinny mini size zero either. Well, you know, so. In defense of the skinny mini size zero, your your body is sort of the way it is. And I I actually have friends and clients who have a lot of trouble gaining, gaining weight. They're always told, oh, it looks like you have a problem. And... Um, and they don't get any love when they start complaining about that. Yeah, we're like, oh, yeah, yeah right. Love we feel over. bad but for you. I, I, it's like I have too many diamonds. I'm too rich. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, really. It's just it's your, it's your body. And um, there are things 
it, it's not that you should give up hope and say, I'll never, I'll never look like that. And, and you should feel hopeless about that. It's more like, you know what, this, this is my body and I can make choices about how much effort I want to put into, um, changing it, you know? And, um, and I, I was a, I was a heavy child and, um, and I was actually obese when I was in college. Um, and, uh, so, um, and I, I had that despair of being overweight and sort of failing at your health and not feeling really good about, um, not feeling really good about exercise. Uh, that's another thing I, I like to tell clients is like, if you hate exercise, it usually, it usually comes from, um, you know, when you do that exercise or you do that sport and you feel stupid about it, you just feel bad at the exercise. You feel foolish doing it. Oh, I have to say, I have to interrupt you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Speaking of feeling foolish about doing something, yes. but something that I felt awesome about <laughs> is when Christine had her open house, she had a tightrope. Yes, we had a slack line. Or whatever they're called. Yes. It looked like a tightrope to me, it, but it was only about four feet off the ground. And and I watched Christine do this tightrope, and I and I um, videotaped her, which sort of made her. She I don't think she wanted me to videotape her doing it. And it and then I <laughs> yeah it, it threw her up, but she didn't fall. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to try that. And I did it. Yes. I did it. Yes. I, I, I did it. I couldn't believe it. And my husband, and I could, I understood why Christine didn't want me videotaping her because then my husband was videotaping me. And, and I'm like, get away from me. I don't want you to videotape me doing this because it was really hard. But I did it. Yeah. And I did it partly because Christine is so uh, encouraging. So that was super cool. I think, I think that's a, that is a cool thing. It's like if when you when you focus on all the things you're not able to do. So um, I am not able to run a, a four minute mile or a five minute mile or a six minute mile or a seven minute mile. I'm not able to do those things. And if I focused on that, I would um, I would like lose the joy of being able to do. A nine-minute mile or a ten-minute mile, you know, it's like I think people focus too much on, well, I can't do that, so I'm not, I'm just not a jock, and that's just not going to happen. Or, you know, I try to exercise, and I just feel stupid doing it. Um, that 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 causes anxiety for people, and, and it, it just becomes not fun that way. And then when you just focus on, well, let's see what we can do. And you find out, well, this is something, this is special that you can do it. This means you are capable of doing great things. And, um, that's always, that was, that's always a good, that's always a good thing. I, I, I was actually training, um, some women. I think they were in their 50s or 60s and we were training for a turkey trot, which is the, the three mile run you do on Thanksgiving morning. Uh-huh. And before you eat yes. 5,000 calories. That's, that's right. Oh, wait. I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rocky Retirement Show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy. Episodes 1 through 236 
can be thought of as an encyclopedia. These are topics that may or may not be interesting to you. You can listen to the ones that you're interested in and forget the rest until the issue becomes an issue for you. And that's okay. I actually don't recommend starting with episode one and working through until the most recent. That's actually not how the show was designed. Of course, if you want to do that so you can see how the show changed over time, you're welcome to. Now, starting in August, actually August 31st of 2020, we changed the format of the show. The monthly episodes starting with 237 follow a real retiree from her pre-announcement through her first year of retirement. There might be bonus episodes, but we're committed to monthly. If you've enjoyed any of our past shows or the show that you've just listened to and you want to support us, you can do so in any of the four ways. One, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. This is the most important way that people find us. Since our audience is typically older, we grow by having our listeners share our episodes with others. Two, subscribe to or follow the show using whatever podcast catcher you're listening on right now. Now, if you're listening on your computer, you can listen on your smartphone by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I mean, I believe on all of them. If you can't find us on the podcast catcher that you'd like to use, send us a note on the website at rockyourretirement.com and we'll make sure that we get on your favorite podcast app. But basically, what you do is you download the app and then you search for the show and when you find it, you'll hit subscribe. Make sure it's the Rock Your Retirement Show and that you hear my voice when you listen. Um, actually, there were some episodes where Henry Shapiro was a guest. Uh, we, we actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show uh, when he decided to leave podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review. Whatever podcast app you're listening to normally has the option of leaving a review, either a written review saying how great the show is or just with stars. Five stars is typically the best. And of course, we're shooting for those five-star reviews. And if you tell us why you like the show, what you liked about it, it's actually easier for other people to understand what the show's about. A lot of people, when they find our show, they think it's about money. And of course, by now, you know that it's not. Number four, if you'd like to support us financially, of course, we're always appreciative of that. Just go to rockyourretirement.com slash support and it will take you to our page where you can support us financially. Thanks again and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye!